Hey there, welcome and thank you for tuning in to Inquiring Theos, a Christian apologetics podcast. From Christianity's inception in the streets of Jerusalem back in Test 380 to our present day where it's become the most wildly practiced faith, it hasn't been without its fair share of contentions. Contentions that have even led some away from the faith they once professed to be true. On every episode, we objectively investigate the validity of this religious, philosophical, historical, scientific objections and generally atheistic views and compare them with what Christianity really espouses. Sit back and enjoy. Hello listeners and welcome to Inquiring Theos podcast. Um, this is a Christian apologetics podcast dedicated to giving an intellectual defense of the Christian faith. So, um, if you followed in the previous episode, which is which happened to be the first episode, you know that this is the very second episode of the Inquiring Theos podcast. And um, I think we we released the first episode around September last year, I guess. Actually, yeah, that, yeah. That was, that was, yeah that was September really, last year. That was a really long time ago, mm-hmm. and we actually had a lot of feedback and um, responses from people. And um, they're asking about our silence, wondering what's happening, are we still on the show? So we really want to apologize for keeping you waiting all the while. We apologize for um, taking this long before we decided to do the second episode. It's not everything we can explain, but... uh, We were basically just trying to figure stuff out, so... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We really, we really, really apologize for keeping you waiting this long. So we're happy to tell you that we are back. We also want to set the ball rolling. It's a new year, and yeah, it's a new year. We want to yeah. wish Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And uh, we, just hope, we just hope you have an amazing 2022. So Happy New Year once again. So um, as I said, this is going to be the second, the very second episode of the Inquiring Theos podcast. But before I continue, um, share with me is um, my friend and my brother so would you introduce yourself uh sule mohammed here your yeah. friendly neighborhood uh christian apologist all right <laughs> 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 uh, so um well, we're glad to have you guys um tuning in again and um like Emmanuel said earlier we had so much feedback from the previous episode and then people were really um really enthusiastic about the subsequent episodes that will be releasing so we're glad to have you guys here again yeah thank you very much so um the second the second episode of the inquiring theos podcast on the second episode we decided to um talk on the topic christian theism versus atheism now this this is a very important a very interesting topic for me personally Christian theism versus atheism. And then actually, um, we realized we wouldn't be able to cover everything in just a single episode. So exactly. what we're going to be doing is that um, it's, it's going to be divided into a three-part series. Okay, so in today's episode, we're going to just do um, sort of like an introductory work on what we're going to be going into more deeply in the next two episodes so it's going to be a three-part series um the first part which is 
today's episode is going to be just just the introduction and then we're going to have a second part which will be the next episode and um the third part which which would be um the episode year after so it's going to be a three-part series christian theism versus atheism. so basically what's <clears throat> what, what we're going to be doing is that um we are going to be kind of like placing these two worldviews on sort of like a scale to see mm-hmm. um, kind of intellectual um, scale to see which one carries more weight, which one is more rational and um, which one do we have more justification for believing in and following. So as you all know, I and more we're going to be arguing more from the side of Christian theism because we are theist. So as I said earlier, we're just going to be doing the introductory work in um, in this particular episode. So um, basically, what we're going to be doing is that we're going to be giving just some definitions of certain terminologies, um, just to set, just to kind of like set the foundation for what we're going to be doing in the subsequent two episodes. So um, first of all. When we say Christian theism, we all know what Christian is. You know who a Christian is. It's not something new. But then the second word attached to that is theism. So, what what does theism mean? Theism basically, um, basically, theism is just the belief in the existence of God, right? It comes from yeah, sure. yeah. It comes from the Greek word theos, which uh, means God or deity. So basically, theism is just belief in the existence of God. And anybody who believes in the existence of God is called a theist, right? So um, now the word atheism, atheism is just like an A added to theism. So um, that A actually stands for sort of like no. So it's just like saying no theism or no belief in the existence of God. So atheism is actually the, um, the belief that God does not exist. So it's, just, it's basically just the opposite of theism. Theism is a belief that God exists, while theism is a belief, sorry, atheism is a belief that God does not exist. Even though, um, Mo, you, you would agree with me that there are quite a number of internet atheists out there who insist that um, atheism should be defined as a lack of belief. In yeah. Now, yeah. this is this is really this is really different from saying um, um, I don't believe that God exists. Saying that mm-hmm. I lack belief in the, in the I lack belief in the existence of God is actually very different from saying I don't believe. Do not in believe in a God. Yes. Actually, it's true. Um, I I really I really think that that definition is really it doesn't really do justice, honestly. If we're going to have fruitful conversations, because uh, if you say atheism is simply lack of belief in the existence of God, then uh, basically anything can be an atheist. (laughs) (laughs) Simply put, yes, yes, of course. Anything at all can be an atheist. I'm currently holding a pen in my hand, so this pen is an atheist because it actually mm-hmm. lacks belief in the existence of God. Mm-hmm. So the phone in front of me right now, I based on that definition, I could say 
this phone is an atheist because it lacks belief in the existence of God. Mm-hmm. But then, as I said, um, that that definition is 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 not really helpful because uh, it makes it really difficult to pinpoint who or what exactly is an atheist. Yeah, true. And I I like the fact that that was why when you began you um pointed out the distinction by calling them internet atheists all right because they are regularly i interact with atheists a lot i mean off and online and um if there's something that's very consistent with you know internet atheists definition there's the fact that they define atheism as the lack of um belief in god or gods do you understand and i i i have a problem i have a problem with that definition and even informed or philosophical atheists too do not do not um have an affinity for that definition yeah you see how exactly yeah you see how terribly flawed the um definition is and you know when you use the term lack lack suggests it suggests um, it's a, a form of deficiency or it suggests it's a, a form of death that's, you know, in in your faculty to be able to believe. So what I believe it does suggest is that belief in God is warranted, only that you, um, you lack such a belief in God. Do you understand? And um, that's why I think that ultimately um, to define atheism as a lack of a belief is self-indicting. Um, a, a self-indexing and then another one I've recently had to um, encounter is that atheism you know, in, in as much as I've recently had to encounter it, it's an old concept and it's the fact that you know atheism makes no claims because um, theism makes claims and it is that you know um, I, there is a God and I believe in him um, but yeah. atheism makes no claims alright and that, that um, narrative has been peddled for so long and I'm like of course atheism makes claims to say yes. that there is no God in and of itself is a claim. Do you understand? So that in itself is, is a claim or that atheism is not a belief. So it makes no claim. And then I go like, you cannot say that atheism is not a belief. Neither can you say it's not a claim. Because if I were to engage you in a dialogue, for instance, and I asked you, do you believe, emphasis on the word believe, in God? No would come the answer invariably. So yeah. you have just validated the fact that you do not believe in the fact or you do not believe that there is a God. So one, you cannot claim that atheism is a lack of a belief because that would suggest some sort, some sort of insufficiency or deficiency yeah. in your faculties yeah. to believe. And then second, you cannot claim that atheism makes no claims because to claim or to state that you do not believe in a God in and of itself is a claim. And that is why I believe that these two definitions are very much self-indicting. And even um, Graham Opie, um, you know, renowned atheist um, philosopher who is also Australian, he, he, you know, he criticizes um, this definition often because it seems like an embarrassment to the atheist community when you, you know, define sure. atheism in such terms. And so he simply defines atheism, and this is the most widely accepted definition. He, dis- he, de- he defines atheism as the non-belief in God or gods. As simple. I mean, this has always been my understanding of atheism anyway, until the internet, uh, until the internet, I beg your pardon, atheist came along. Okay. Uh, and finally, um, I'd just like to make one point before I probably just hand over to you. And the final one is that 
um another you know that babies are atheists that's another you know as cute narrative that you know and the idea is that babies are you know naturally born and you know with a um how do i how do i put this now with a default setting so to speak of atheism all right and what necessitates theism or the reasons why me and you are christians is as a result of religious indoctrination so you know um the prior state that we had in our mental faculties is atheism all right that naturally nobody believes in god uh, what we call a warranted belief in god is all but you know um religious it's all nothing but religious indoctrination but then yeah. again um I believe it's it's a very petty attempt to give atheism some sort of validity, and I do not say this spitefully. I, I say it, you know, quite honestly. And why I think so is because he equates atheism as the non-idea of God. But me and you know that atheism isn't the non-idea of God, but rather yeah. atheism results after having the conception of God. It is then a person goes ahead to either deny atheism sorry either deny the conception of god or affirm the conception of god it is what we make of such conception that either makes us an atheist or a christian or uh, or a theist or in this case me and you christians all right so exactly so to be an atheist or to be a christian something is prerequisite and it is that you first of all have the conception of god and you know babies lack the mental faculty the cognitive ability to have the idea of a god so in that sense you cannot by principle call those babies atheists because babies have the non-idea of god atheism is not the non-idea of god you have the idea of a god it is then left to you to affirm that god as true or to reject him and um you know i was reading graham Opie um not so long ago in his published book um agnosticism and atheism or is it sorry atheism and agnosticism uh, i don't know which is, which is which in particular or that but i think it's agnosticism um and atheism and i bumped into um a particular segment where he described this very scenario and he called babies innocence that was what he calls them and then he repudiated this view and said of course that you know um that babies of course cannot utilize their cognitive ability to decide whether there is a god or not so you cannot call them atheists and i had already even come to this conclusion prior to the time that i read graham and so it's just very commonsensical and it is simply that you know they lack the cognition to assent to such an idea or reject such an idea and it is the rejection of that idea that makes one an atheist and it's the acceptance of such an idea that makes one a christian babies do not have that idea because they don't they cannot you know um conceive the idea in the first instance so um looking at evaluating these three you know um our lack of a belief that atheism makes no claim and that um um, um you know babies are atheists I, I believe that it's very much groundless so to speak Honestly, very, very, very groundless. <laughs> I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so. Um, another thing um, that's still part of the whole atheism spectrum is is what is called agnosticism. 
agnosticism a g n o t i s c i s m agnosticism so um as we said earlier theists are those who believe in the existence of god um atheists are believe in the non-existence of god or who believe that god does not exist then the agnostics are those who are like well whether god exists or not i'm not sure <laughs> so yeah there are those who as 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 more explained earlier you you must have actually um taking your time to observe the concept of god and then what's the conclusion you come to come into so agnostics are those that have actually observed it and then they just withhold judgment so you're neither saying god exists or 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 are they saying that god doesn't exist they just withhold judgment so they're more of the i don't know kind of people so mm-hmm. uh and again i would like to point out that there are actually two types of agnostics there are there's what is called the soft agnostic and the hard agnostics the the soft agnostics are those who uh, okay there are those who just say whether god exists or not we don't know there aren't sufficient evidences to make um to come to a conclusion right that's so god exists hard, yes uh, yeah while the hard agnostics are those who yeah, those who actually say it's impossible for us to know whether God exists or not. I I really don't know how <laughs> how they actually arrive arrive at that because it doesn't make any sense for you to say it is impossible to know. That means you actually know everything that there is to know, and so exactly after, after exactly so you can boldly say it is impossible. But then those are the two types of agnostics. So um, basically, the theists, as we say, are those who believe in the existence of God. The atheists are those who do not believe in the existence of God, while the agnostic are those who withhold judgment and they don't know if God, they cannot say um, with confidence whether God exists or not. So, um, as we said, actually, the topic of this particular episode is, uh, we said is inverse atheism. So, if theism is the belief in the existence of God, and Christian theism is just like adding Christian to the theism, is actually belief in the existence of God as revealed in the person of Jesus. So, um, in Jesus in Christian theism is actually the central theme of Christian theism. So that's what Christian theism is. And then quickly, I just want to run through because there are actually different types of theism. Yeah, right? hence the reason why there's the Christian in front of the theism. I mean, you might think, why can't we just use Christian? I mean, why does there have to be the theism? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, behind it, and it's the fact that there are um, types of theism. So, hence the distinction Christian in front of the theism. Sure, sure. Yeah, thank you very much. And then, um, as I said, there are different types of theism. Yes, what is called monotheism. Monotheism is in um, the existence of just one God. They believe that there is just one God, as opposed to what is also called polytheism. Polytheism is the belief in um, multiple gods. As in other words, there isn't just one god, there are diverse gods. Um, I think mm-hmm. most of the ancient Greco Roman Empire religions um, were polytheistic in nature. And mm-hmm. then, for monotheism, um, I think most, most of the dominant were Christian, Islam, Judaism, are monotheistic religions because they believe in the existence of just one god. And then there's also what is 
hope I'm not talking too fast. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> trying to beat, just trying to beat time. Yeah, because we have, we have a time target. So that's why it's called pantheism. Now, um, pantheism is kind of blurry in the sense that there are there are theists who are actually pantheists, and then I actually recently discovered that there are atheists who call themselves um, pantheistic atheists. <laughs> so um, actually. Yeah, it's kind of blurry. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of uh, actually pantheism is a belief that nature is God. That is everything that exists is actually divine. So that would include me, you, the trees, the rocks, the rivers, the planets. Just everything that exists is divine in nature. So there isn't a divine being existing separately, independent of um, of of let me say the natural world, mm-hmm. natural self is divine so that's that's and then finally there's what is called daism um daism okay basically daism just says that yes there is a god and he created the universe but then this god doesn't interfere with the affairs of the universe he just allows the universe to run its course based on the laws by which he created the universe and so um, unlike other forms of theism in which God actually interacts with his creation in deism, they they say that God actually doesn't interact. So just like he just created the universe and then left it to he left it to just do its own thing and he separates and aloof from the universe. So um basically those are some of the definitions we just wanted to run through because just um for the sake of our audience who may not be very conversant with some of these terminologies using them a lot in subsequent episodes so um yeah. the next thing i briefly want us to look into is um now you 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 would agree with me that um even though most of the world are things to do but you agree with me that with the increase in secularity, there's an increasing number of people that are becoming atheists. But then um, the point I'm trying to make is that there's, there's a lot of literature that has been written on atheism, theism, a lot has been written. And then you realize that people end up in different places. So um, what I want us to discuss now is, uh, are there valid reasons for holding on to either views? Are there valid reasons for holding on to theism? Are there valid reasons for holding on to atheism? So, um, well, I yeah. I don't know if you can take it off from here. What 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 are some of the valid reasons you think people hold on to um, either views? Atheism, theism, agnosticism. Um, okay, Emmanuel. Now, if you recollect in the previous episodes that we um, that we published. We talked about the five fundamental questions, all right? Um, yeah. Um, you know, question regarding the origin of life, the origin of the universe as we know it, existentially, um, identity, who are we, and uh, meaning, what's our purpose, why am I here on earth, um, morality, and destiny, because death is a natural phenomenon as well as universal. It happens, it happens and it accrues to everybody eventually and so the question of um what happens after i die it comes all right and even atheists thinks about them atheists to think about this i mean it's prevalent across all cultures across race gender age creed i mean it's a universal phenomenon like i said yeah, yeah. and so if 
if if if um if there is a worldview, I believe that this worldview um it behooves this worldview or it behooves the adherent of any of this worldview to be able to fundamentally answer these questions. And um, the argument um, that we're going to make is that Christian theism answers fundamentally this question, especially the question of origin. Um, and one of the reasons why I think so is when we talk about the origin of the universe. I believe it is a question that must be answered. All right. And then there are two options here. A universe caused by a necessary, timeless, spaceless, um, powerful intelligence. All right. And the second option is spontaneous generation. A universe just, well, in essence, popping into existence, uncaused, unguided, and random. And I believe that Christian theism fits into this description. Atheism cannot, like, and you know, that's why I say self-indexing, because atheism, people are, people who adhere to atheism say that atheism makes no claims. That's why they often shift the burden of proof to Christians. But I'm like, the burden of proof doesn't particularly rest on Christians. It rests, as, it rests on the atheists as much as it rests on Christians. So sure. you are, you are uh, mandated to be, you are mandated to defend the view that God does not exist, as much as I'm mandated to defend the view that God exists. And so, um, we then have to ask ourselves this question, to be very honest, because um, whatsoever our answer must be, it must be rational, it must be objective, it must be valid. So, which out of these two options sounds rational, sounds objective, and sounds valid that the universe came into being uncaused, unguided, and random i mean there's a whole lot of odds when you think about this or that the universe was caused by necessary timeless spaceless and all-powerful intelligence and the argument will be that this fits more in christian theism as opposed to atheism so i'll just very much conclude you know lee strobel said something in as lee strobel the author of the case series now she says something and i quote to continue in atheism I would need to believe that nothing produces everything. Non-life produces life. Randomness produces fine-tuning. Chaos produces information. Non-reason produces reason. I didn't have that much faith. End quote. Mm-hmm. It also reminds me of the words of um, Freeman Dyson. Um, he's a, he's a, a theoretical and mathematical physicist and he has won multiple awards for his contributions to science. Now, I, I don't particularly remember that quote accurately, but I'll, I'll quote as much as I remember. Now, he said that the more I evaluate the architecture of the universe, the more I am convinced that the universe in some way must have known we were coming. So the argument, as many philosophers, as scientists have claimed, is that the evidence that we have fits more into Christian theism. And the Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 1 that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Also, when you read the book of um, John chapter 1 from verse 1 to 3, I think, it says that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. The same was with God in the beginning. It says, by him were all things made. Without him was anything that was made, made. So it points to God as the origin of all that there is, of all that exists.
and so basically this is why i think that we um, have a valid reason to believe that christianity is true over atheism and then in um subsequent episodes like we stated earlier me and emmanuel with god's help are going to be offering arguments in support of this view and i think that with this that will be um all for our introduction yeah thank you very much so um thank you very much for joining us so we hope thank to you have you join us in the next episode goodbye right. adios